0: Indeed, very well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Is What Podcast. My name is Michael Graham, and I will be your host for this digital world journey. Before I get going, I'd like to take a moment and ask all of you to please come follow me on social media. Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at is what podcast. That is I-S-W-U-T-T podcast. Facebook.com slash is what podcast. And if you love what I'm doing here, you can go to anchor.fm slash is what. That is anchor.fm slash is And you can provide me a donation. So that way I can continue to build out the setup that I currently have. Eventually get that new mixing board with your help and your support. I can get more microphones. I can start having guests and provide the best content for you, the listener. And ultimately, buy the mini fridge that I've been longing for lately. So, last week, I did an episode of the Is What podcast on the bubonic plague the black plague that killed millions of people across Asia and Europe in the mid 1300s and 1350s or so that black plague reduced the population by anywhere from 30 conservatively 30 to 60% depending on what studies you follow. The world health organization has openly admitted this to being one of the worst worst, Plagues in human history. And we, we covered the Black Plague. I had a lot of fun doing the research, even though some of the accounts that I had read were somewhat morbid. But this week, I want to talk about a plague that was much more recent. I want to talk about a plague that started in a remote jungle in the world and swept through major cities. The plague that I'm going to talk about tonight caused countless deaths. It caused economies to crumble. It caused the few people in the major cities that were left alive to flee these large cities and set up what some would consider primitive villages in remote areas of the world. Every corner of the world was affected. And the world that I'm talking about is the world of Warcraft. On September 13th, 2005, a remote area in the world became available to the highest level, strongest players with the best armor and the strongest and smartest, the best organized teams. This area was a remote corner of the, the jungle of Stranglethorn Vale called Zul'Gurub. And Zul'Gurub is a temple city and inside this temple city, there lives a tribe of trolls that are hell-bent on reviving their blood god named Hakar the Soul Flayer. And upon entering the city, these adventurers, these strong players with their teams would journey through throughout this entire temple city to kill the high priests and priestesses that were working on resurrecting their god. The blood god Hakar, the Soul Flayer. And once you and your group of adventurers slay all of these priests and priestesses, then you must go and undo the resurrection of Hakar by soul flaying the Soul Flayer and killing him yourself. Now, Hakar at first was a very formidable opponent. People didn't necessarily know fully what to expect in September 2005 when he was first unleashed upon this jungle he could cause insanity amongst those attempting to face him down he could siphon blood from those daring enough trying to kill him but he could also put a plague upon all of those attempting to kill him now this disease this plague would slowly reduce the player's health until it is either cured by another player 10 seconds passes or the player dies Now, this disease known as corrupted blood could be spread by player to player just simply by standing near someone. The closer the proximity you are to someone, as soon as you get within a certain amount of yards, the person that is standing right there is going to be getting this same disease. So the name of the game here is to get far enough away from other players that you have time to cure this disease that's on you before you can continue it to spread amongst your group while you're trying to kill Hakar the Soul Flayer. Now, once Hakar is dead, you can cure the disease that is infecting all of the players, and you could head back to your home city, and everything is all good. That's when it all ends. You've done your duty, you've killed this resurrected god, and you can continue about your adventure. Well, that's that's how it should have happened. But one thing that the game's developer Blizzard did not intend for is this corrupted blood disease. To actually get out of the temple city of Zul'Garub, Blizzard not intend for certain pets in the game to leave this zone, this temple city, still infected with disease. So in World of Warcraft, there are certain characters that travel along with a trusty companion, a pet of their choosing... And they can go throughout the world and they can say, oh, man, I really would love to have this cheetah or this wolf or this gorilla or whatever animals are out there. You can, for the most part, tame them as your pets. You can have them on your side when you're going throughout the world of Warcraft and you're entering dungeons, killing demigods, slaying trolls, what have you. You have your trusty companion with you. And... One thing Blizzard did not think about is that corrupted blood disease not only affected the player, but also affected their trusty pet. And as I had mentioned, as soon as you finish your duty and you kill the blood lord Hakkar, the soul flayer, then you can head back to your major city. And when the fight is over, oftentimes these players would dismiss their pet because they don't need them at the moment. They're not necessarily facing anything that's out to harm them, they don't need the assistance of the pet. So you can very quickly dismiss your pet. It takes a moment or two. And then whenever you are ready to ride into battle again, you can simply whistle and your pet comes on back. You'll summon your pet back. So when hakar is killed, you dismiss the pet, travel back to your home city, and in some cases, these players that are now back in the home city would call their pet back into action. And when the pet was summoned back, it still had the disease. And once this happened, anybody who was near this pet would contract the corrupted blood disease. And it would begin to spread through all of the players in the city. Players as well as non-player characters or NPCs alike. Now, the strongest players in the game, they could live and they could outlast the disease for the most part but lower-level characters or players without enough health would simply die. Within, Within hours of this plague hitting these major cities, the cities became completely covered by the dead bodies and skeletons of the players that once stood there. This disease was wiping out everybody that wasn't strong enough to outlast that initial 10 seconds and was able to not contract it shortly afterwards. While it was relatively easy to see that another player had this disease, those non-player characters like city guards, auctioneers, bankers, they could carry this disease without showing any signs or symptoms, making it impossible to tell who you could get close to. Now these NPCs, non-player characters, would act as asymptomatic carriers, and they had enough health not to die of this disease, and there were no visible effects. So with that, players very much needed to social distance distance themselves away from others. And the players of World of Warcraft essentially mimicked what people would do if this was a real-life scenario and there was an incredibly deadly disease spreading throughout the world with a death toll of 60, 70, 80%. Now, naturally seeing as these World of Warcraft players are mimicking what people would do, when you see a major city that is being overrun by the disease, you don't want to enter the city. In fact, you want to get out of the city as far away from the cities you possibly can. So many players left major cities just to avoid dying over and over again. And they began to form smaller groups and villages in areas outside of these major cities that were infected. And... As they would leave these cities, more and more people would start to evacuate the city and try to find groups where they could have a healer, where they could potentially meet up and trade goods and keep the economy of the game going. But oftentimes in these groups, as people would join, they would be infected and they would come in and they would then in turn infect everybody else that is in that small group, deeming that quarantine group completely useless causing people to then resurrect and trying to start and find another quarantine group all over again. So eventually you notice that this corrupted blood disease, you could path where it would be going because it would follow these major paths and routes from town to town. And it would be infecting people and players all along the way. As I'd mentioned, quarantine zones were set up, but those were, Sometimes they lasted a little bit, but oftentimes they were breached relatively quickly and everybody got sick. And sometimes players that were infected try to infect other players intentionally. And this is called doing something for the lulls. In an analysis of this corrupted blood incident, a gentleman named Charles Blair, who was the deputy director of the Center of Terrorism and Intelligence Studies said that the World of Warcraft could provide a powerful new way to study how terrorist cells would actually operate in attempting to infect all of those who were trying to get away from some type of a disease or in a healthy unit of people, a healthy cluster, just because these trolls wanted to go and do this for the lulz. Then you had this legitimately, the Center of Terrorism and Intelligence Studies looked at this and said, well, that's how certain people would act in the world if they're intentionally attempting to infect others. It's pretty wild. I didn't, I didn't really think during this entire time when I played the game, I didn't really ever think to go and intentionally infect other players. I just kind of roamed around and I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to go explore other parts of the world I hadn't spent much time in. The map is is vast. There's all different types of zones. You have jungles, you have arctic climates, you have barren deserts, you have a lot that you can really explore So not everybody was necessarily so excited to go and group up with others and start playing with others. Some people strictly use this to roam around the map and go explore and see things that they had never seen before. There was a challenge on the server that I played on called Ashara, was the name of the server, and some people challenged themselves to try to find the highest possible point on the entire map of the game, and it would be whoever can find the highest point wins X amount of gold. So then people would start betting on it. Another interesting thing is that People that played these healing characters would actually even set up healing stations to try to keep the sick alive for a long enough period of time to outlast the disease. Unfortunately, oftentimes these these healers themselves were infected and they met their demise. And that group and cluster of almost a healing center would then disband, and They would have to reform elsewhere with different people. Even the less organized group of these healers would you know they would try to run into the cities and say oh man i'm going to save everybody i can and they would run in and try to you know shoot off some heels as quickly as possible once again only to meet their demise and very much like in real life some players even realized that in order to continue playing the game they had to make money some way somehow for the items they needed so some players would venture into these major cities to buy and sell goods from the auction houses or trade with other players and this caused the then healthy players to go into the major cities and either spread the disease or contract it. One of the two. Those are really the two options. And that starts the cycle over and over again. One thing that is different about the world of Warcraft than in real life, obviously, is that if your character dies, you can respawn and you can resurrect, come back to life. And that's what set the events in motion for this disease to just be a perpetual loop of resurrecting and then dying and then dying and dying and dying over and over and trying to get far enough away from these other infected people that you could actually enjoy. Enjoy this game that you're paying money to play. So fortunately enough people started complaining to blizzard, who's the game developer and blizzard realized that because of these resurrections and respawn rates, There was really no end in sight to this. So Blizzard would send messages out to players that was urging them to quarantine and stay away from other players. Don't go into major cities. And that was one of the things that Blizzard urged other players to do in some of their their forum boards. They had moderators coming and saying, well, even though you can't go into the major city and you can't trade, you can't go to the flight master and fly to a different area in the map. You can't go to the other side of the continent. You can use this as an opportunity to really go and explore this beautiful and in-depth world that we have built for you. I think that only is fun for so long until you realize the reason you play the game is to slay dragons and kill giant monsters. And everybody is really itching to get back to the intention on why they played the game in the first place. So when Blizzard realized... There's no cure, no end in sight of this. They simply reset the entire game. They had to reset the servers and essentially erase this plague from the game, but it took days. And when they did this, they had to release a whole patch and update and it fixed the problem and it kept this corrupted blood disease inside of the temple city of Zul'Gurub. Once they had fixed this, that doesn't change the fact that the Players who played this game during this time very much acted as people would. Which piqued the interest of epidemiologists, these people that study infectious diseases. In fact, there were a number of academic papers that have used the disease in this game as a case study on how people would react if there was a disease that killed a majority of the people that it touched. They used the outbreak in World of Warcraft... And they, they viewed the high-level, strong characters as healthy adults. But lower-level characters, the weaker characters that would die immediately due to this corrupted blood disease, they viewed them as the, the vulnerable. Children, the elderly, people that have compromised immune systems. So they very much use this as a model for what may happen in real life. So this, this initially started... In September of 2005, but in March of 2007, a gentleman named Dr. Ran Balaker, he's an epidemiologist from Israel, published an article in the Journal of Epidemiology that described the similarities between the outbreak in World of Warcraft and the what was then very recent SARS and the avian flu, the bird flu outbreaks very interesting that he was able to see the similarities to how people in world of Warcraft actually reacted because the players in world of Warcraft treated this as if it was a real world scenario. So Dr. Balker suggested that role playing games like world of Warcraft could serve as a very advanced platform for modeling infectious diseases and trying to disseminate information on how, The actions that people take in this game would reflect in the real world. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, contacted Blizzard, the game developer, after everything was said and done and they requested all the statistics from the people that actually died. How were people acting? Where were some of the most popular places outside of the cities to move? So the CDC this certainly caught their eye, and they wanted to gather as much data, as much information as possible. In August two thousand seven, Doctor, uh, I'm sorry, not Doctor, but a, a research, a researcher from Tufts University, Nina Fefferman. Uh, she was uh, a researcher from of public health and family medicine, and she called for research on this corrupted blood incident, and she cited the resemblance of actual biological plagues like the bubonic plague. So she, Nina Pfefferman, had actually co-authored a paper on infectious diseases discussing the epidemiological, I said that word correctly, let me try it again, epidemiological, yes, and disease modeling implications of this outbreak, along with a gentleman by the name of Eric Lofgren, who was a graduate student at the University of North Carolina, they studied this and co-authored a paper really discussing the fallout of what would happen if there was an infectious disease because these players in the game took it so seriously. In 2008, she spoke at a conference called uh, Games for Health in Baltimore, Maryland, and in 2011 at the Game Developers Conference. And she discussed the incident and how massive multiplayer online populations could actually be used to solve problems that are inherent with more traditional models of treating epidemics that occur all over the world. Fortunately, we don't have these massive, super deadly outbreaks very often. They have been through history. There have been diseases that are very infectious, but not incredibly deadly like you would have with this plague, with this corrupted blood plague. So this is provided epidemiologists, a very unique look into how large populations would indeed react if a massively deadly disease broke out. I think it's probably a better idea for us to take the opportunity to study what happens in a game instead of waiting around until a disease comes around that has a 50% death rate. So using these games that people are just creating... When you look at the World of Warcraft, people think about World of Warcraft and they think, okay, great, it's a bunch of elves running around shooting at dragons. But the game is much more in-depth with that than that, I should say. And in this game, there are economies that are built. There are economies that crumble. There are people that have trade skills that are much needed to advance in the game. And because of that, when you have an actual economy of the game with people who actually have reasons to go into major cities, just like we do in real life, whether that be to go and work and try to make gold and sell their wares, or whether it be just to go and walk around and see what these huge cities are all about. Almost as if a tourism, this gives us that unique look without having to wait for hundreds of thousands or millions of people to actually die. So, World of Warcraft is one of my favorite games. It's a game that I've been playing for a very long time, and this was a very, very unique incident that had occurred in the game, and it's something that I will certainly remember for the rest of my life. But there you have it. That is the corrupted blood incident that happened in the Temple City of Zul'Gurub, World of Warcraft. Thank you for joining me. I'll say what's up to that.